0: going to be looking for the guy who's the flight instructor right now to come out and sit right seat with him in these airplanes right that can be a huge opportunity for you yeah because you, you don't need a- the details of how to make that work for you um yeah
1: it's huge, right because you don't need the formal former flight safety training right so if, the, if no. it's single pilot jet and the other guy's typed you yes. can ride a jet hi welcome to the pro pilot playbook i'm mike martin and i'm sean yeah and we're uh here to help you become a pilot faster and cheaper and uh we wanted to do a current event today and tie that into uh another big topic that's happening in the industry but uh single pilot jet flying and the dangers of uh single pilot jet flying yeah um yeah
0: yeah in this this danger though it's not all danger Yes, there is some benefit out there for our listeners to um, that we'll get into here also. But uh, if uh, if I was an insurance broker, uh, the only thing I'm going to say is how dangerous it is. And (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's right that's right so i'm going to start by talking about what happened here in the news and then sean is a, a single pilot jet flying expert so he can uh he can really shed some light on this but basically
0: mike mike before you get into the story i just wanted a, a couple of things we've been uh, for sure. those of you that follow us a lot you probably notice we've been interacting with you in the comments on youtube and and stuff a little bit more than usual we're really trying to make a point of that and Wanted to throw a correction out there. My bad. I mentioned that the ATP flight school, the big, um, you know, the the place that we're, we're often referencing, you know, it's, I don't want to say pilot mill. It's a, you know, they got the best, one of the best programs out there to take. It's you. a big
1: deal. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's
0: a big deal. But I had mentioned last week or the week before that you needed to have your private pilot's license to get started there. That used to be true. I'm learning now that is not true anymore. That, that yeah. was a fact. I didn't make that up, but they have now this zero to hero program. I think they realized they were, um, you know, they're probably leaving some money off the table.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right.
0: So, um, yeah, you can go there as a zero hour pilot. I believe they want you to have your medical and there are a couple of hoops. They want you to jump through first, but, um, what I mentioned before is not true. And then the other thing is, uh, we had some comments about, um, oh, what was the other one? Oh, PSA and the American airlines thing. We had a guy on there saying that it's not a five-year guarantee to flow through to American. Um, and his whole argument was that this wasn't a contractual thing. This was an agreement thing. And however you want to label it sir that's that's fine Uh, my point is all of their advertising their websites the postcards are mailing out to people guarantee five years and I just yesterday talked to a gentleman who works there and the way the agreement works is if you don't flow through from PSA a regional airline to American Airlines in that five years you go directly to the top captain pay until you do flow over so, wow that's great they're not messing around with it either you have old information or something like that but um this is the way it's working and psa isn't the only one doing this flow through thing
1: no no that's great
0: and you you know
1: uh most uh, we really appreciate the comments and yeah and you know scrutinizing the video is yeah, great I for didn't everybody mean, I, I didn't mean to
0: make it sound like i'm ripping on somebody you know but no no no
1: because we're ad living a lot of this i mean people right. get to tell and that's the fun of it i mean we're not you know, researching this like a news channel. But, um, you know, a lot of people comment on the American Airlines one like, well the, the it takes forever to make that kind of money as a single well we never said that right the guy just asked a question he said hey what um uh, will i be able to get my money back from flight training well of yeah. course you know you could be making you know half a million dollars a year by the end of your career nobody said you're going to graduate flight training and make five hundred thousand dollars a yeah year. no <laughs> that crap. ain't happening the, the question was are you gonna you know is it going to be worth it and are you going to be able to pay that money back and Um, You absolutely will, you know, and there really has been never been a better time in history to be a pilot, you know, so, uh,
0: yeah. But anyway, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Mike. No problem. Go on with your story about what happened in D.C.,
1: the story here um, is only about 12 hours old, so I want to start by saying you're, you might be watching this podcast days and days later, and you might say, well, this isn't accurate or whatever. Um, we have very little information on what happened in D.C. yesterday. Um, and today, we're just, is, uh,
0: today is June 5th, 2023, just in case right. you're watching this four years from now. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so this just happened yesterday around 3.20
1: p.m. In, uh, in the Washington, D.C. area, which is... Uh, some of the most complex and uh, 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 monitored airspace in the country. Um, and, uh, you know, because you have all the, the for, for those of us that are new to aviation, you have all this special airspace around the White House and the Pentagon and all these areas that are uh, protected at all costs. And, um, um, you know, pilots know on all our charts, electronic charts to stay out of there. When you're talking to air traffic control, they know to stay out of there. Uh, But here's what we know so far. Um, So the, 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 the news story says it's a Cessna plane. Now um, a lot of times the news uses Cessna as a generic term of a small airplane, but Cessna, for uh, those of you that don't know, is a huge manufacturer and they're one of the leading manufacturers in business jets. So this was a jet airplane. This wasn't a, you know, a small, small plane. And uh, it, it sounds like the airplane took off from Elizabeth, Tennessee, and was traveling to Long Island. Um, and and what what looks like happened is this airplane was being operated single pilot, and the pilot became unresponsive. Um, and uh, what that means is, you know, you're you're talking via uh, your headset to air traffic control, and you're checking on and responding, and they're giving you commands. Right. the pilots stop doing that totally that's actually um, a huge
0: misconception mike um mm-hmm. you know even our passengers that fly in our private jets all the time uh you know and that's another thing uh, you know in a private jet you know in these limos in the sky versus the airlines that always have the door shut and locked and that's a big thing if the cabin door get, or the uh flight deck door gets breached and You know it's a big deal in the airlines in our world in the corporate jet world that doors open all the time and you know it's not uncommon for passengers to come up and talk to you in the cockpit that you know at cruise or um whatever they can see out the front window of the airplane and um that kind of thing but you know even those guys who watch us all the time a common misconception is they think that we're only talking to somebody to get cleared for takeoff or cleared to land right you are communicating with somebody the entire trip you got 7 hours in an airplane flying to hawaii you're talking to somebody in the ground control tower approach control the centers every you're switching off the entire time talking to somebody they're keeping the right. airplanes away from each other so yeah so this guy become it became unresponsive uh to atp yeah. and they started getting concerned and you hear this a lot of times with you know just communication problems you know you, you'll have controllers trying to call you know southwest can you call delta 492 they're not talking to me i don't know if they're on the check this frequency for me and you know but uh right yeah anyway, yeah yeah
1: you that's a very good point so for whatever reason this pilot stopped talking to the controllers um um which our assumption would be at a medical issue that's probably the biggest assumption right now at this point um so now he's not talking or she and uh the aircraft is on a path the controllers can see they've told him to turn and he hasn't turned and he's heading towards some of this protected airspace so the kind of the the procedure is and and you know controllers can see it may be you know 20 minutes before he gets there but that's what's happening Um, So, you know, in some cases on heightened alert days, they have uh, fighters that are already in the air on patrol. It doesn't appear like that happened in this case. Um, So they have these uh, fighter jets standing by um, with these pilots in a hangar, just ready to go. And uh, uh, their boots and shit are right there like firemen. And these guys scrambled. And uh, it sounds like they sent two F-16s from uh, Andrews and then two from... uh, a uh, air base uh, in New Jersey, or um, Atlantic City, maybe. It looks yeah, like, yeah, and, yeah, City,
0: like you said earlier, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So, what made the news? The major part of the news is there was a gigantic sonic boom, and you can look online. There's some ring cameras that yeah. captured it. I mean, people said it moves furniture in their house and everything. Right. So, you know, you, whenever an aircraft breaks a sound barrier, a fighter jet, it makes a huge noise. Um, so, you you can't do that over populated areas. Now, in this case, it was an emergency, was and this is the interesting thing about it. Yeah, yeah, it says an authorized sonic boom. So the commander of the airbase, this was serious enough. They're like, we need to get these jets over there now. So they they broke the sound barrier to intercept this airplane. So once they intercepted the plane, um, a lot of people saw fire, reported fire, so the Pentagon is releasing that they did shoot flares, no missiles, but flares. Um, um, and this was all an attempt. What those jets are doing is they're looking, they're analyzing the situation. They're trying to see in the windows of the airplane, see if the pilots hunched over, see what what's happened. Uh, and then they're also... Um, they're also trying to signal them by you know, waving your wings. There's interception procedures. I right. guess they shot these flares to get their attention. they're very they're transmitting on various frequencies, trying to get a hold of them. And then inevitably, if they're going toward a populated area or in airspace, they can shoot them down. Um, what it appears like happened is they just trailed this airplane, and this is similar to a very famous uh, the Payne Stewart accident that we we know about um that was a long time ago but they just trailed the airplane and then
0: yeah what was that 97 98 or something yeah, like that yeah 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 the jet and, that took uh, off and they didn't pressurize took off from Florida flew all the way up into the Dakotas i believe crashed in the middle of South Dakota yep after it ran out of fuel and yeah uh, but yeah. I remember that story the fighter jets you were talking about they're trying to assess the situation the fighter jets were next to it and they could tell that the windows were all frosted over clear sign of deep yes. depressurization and uh so at that point and, and that long into the flight they were in the middle of the country when I saw that I mean everybody's uh everybody's dead at that point and probably yes. possibly you know, frozen, (laughs) frozen to death. Yeah. It's scary. You know, and that could have
1: happened here. I don't have any in the articles I've been reading. I don't have any, uh, altitude information. I'm not sure if we could get on flight aware and say that it's, it says it was a citation Bravo. Um, you know, I, I, what, what, uh, what can you tell us about that plane, Sean
0: Bravo Uh, is one of the older citation models. It's one of the cheaper ones. I mean, you can get them ridiculously cheap nowadays. It's one of the, uh, uh, pilots often jokingly call it the slowtation. Uh,
1: mm, okay, it
0: has the it doesn't have a swept wing on it. It's got the straight wings, and um, it, it's it's just a uh, it's kind of a, a a bargain jet, you know.
1: Um, I got you. It's just older technology. It's huh?
0: older. Yes. It, it, yeah. It's at the time. I mean, when it came out, you know, when you know, it was amazing. Look at this business jet. Blah blah, blah. Yeah, I got a jet. Now, I mean, it's... Right. It's the old, old technology. Right, right. So what
1: we do know, uh, the aircraft was registered to, uh, it says, uh, Encore Motors of Melbourne, Inc. Maybe that's Melbourne, Florida or something. Um, so as an owner-operator, it sounds like. And here's the really, really sad part. I mean, um, so it's it looks like the owner's daughter was on board, a nanny, and then a two-year-old kid. Hmm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it is what um, happened to Payne Stewart and they froze, that's one thing. But what this could be, and no nobody knows yet at this point, is a very very terrifying situation where the pilot could have had a medical issue, and then you have the the daughter and the nanny and the and the baby on board, and they have no idea what to do. They don't right. know it's how to land an airplane. It, they don't it's know possible what to the tie.
0: pilot yeah had a heart attack or a stroke and. But just to be clear so we don't get a bunch of uh comments when we say froze um you know that i was referring to that learjet you know they they offic- officiated they didn't have any air way before yes. i was talking about you know once that airplane sitting at altitude at negative 40 celsius uh you know it, right no oxygen they would have been dead a long time ago but now they're you know a bunch of frozen people inside yeah it. right right yeah i was just, just trying to terrible. demonstrate how how violent or how you know that environment at altitude is it's know.
1: bad yeah 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 i mean they would have passed out from lack of oxygen yeah. which would have been much more pleasant but um yeah this if if the pilot in this case was incapacitated somehow that could be the ultimate in terror uh for those passengers and you know let's hope that that wasn't the case right Um, so there's a lot of talk about this and and you know we'll say and sean will say a lot about this in a minute but this is an extremely rare situation if if indeed was a pilot you know dying in flight like that um so you know but it is a it is a something that people worry about a lot of people that fly small planes if you fly with your spouse all the time even if they don't have a license they'll train him or her to land the airplane just in case of an emergency even in small jets you know you could give your key passengers that always ride with you some sort of training um and then there is some groundbreaking technology um, that that is being made by cirrus and garmin i think um this cirrus vision jet which is a single pilot jet Has an incredible software where, I mean, you should watch some of these videos on the internet it's basically a button you press um and 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 uh you know cirrus is already famous for a whole airplane parachute but now they have a button you press and this autoland feature takes over where it's so sophisticated it actually scans the area for terrain it adjusts the altitude for terrain and speed then it looks for most suitable runways runway links calculates fuel looks at the wind Uh, It changes all all the screens on the avionics for easy to read things that passengers can understand. It has verbal alerts telling you what it's doing. Hey, you know, to remain calm, you're this far from the airport. It's going to land at this airport. It will actually join the approach and with the auto throttles, fly the airplane down, land it, apply the brakes, and stop on the runway. And the passengers can get out. It's crazy.
0: It's absolutely amazing. It's almost too (laughs) too much. I mean, yeah, right. That is some futuristic stuff and i believe that vision jet still has the parachute on it too right 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 that's part of their little thing you know they make those little single engine reciprocal airplanes with the parachute so if you lose an engine instead of trying to land in a field you could you could literally just pull this chute and float down but that vision jet it's a goofy little thing looking thing yeah Uh, maybe i'll put a picture up of right now
1: yeah so so that we
0: can see it it's a little v-tail single engine jet Uh, right
1: Right. holds. But Sean here, um,
0: yeah,
1: Sean's niche is is the the reason we want to do this video is is he's been involved with single pilot jets his whole career. Almost. He's got over 4000 hours in in single pilot airplanes. He also uh, single pilot jet airplanes. He also flew night freight by himself. He's done a lot of stuff in the cockpit, way more than me. Uh, you know, in very intense environments, high speeds, he's probably dealt with emergencies and and problems uh, by himself. And he's very qualified to talk on this topic. So, you know, give us an idea of what you think of this. And then what are some of the things that you do as far as adding safety pilots and things in your operations over the years?
0: Yeah. So, you know, the single pilot thing isn't, that isn't that big of a deal. As a matter of fact, everybody, you know, working to obtain a pilot's license, will fly single pilot. It's part of your requirement for the very first certificate. You will get solo right. hours. You know, you'll go out and fly the Cessna around by yourself. It's a huge confidence builder. That's why they built it in to the uh, program. So flying single pilot is not that big of a deal. Um, so when it when some of these, these jets started getting more modernized and the technology's there to do this, the FAA didn't have a problem with with uh certifying some jets single pilot you can't fly any old jet single pilot it has to be the jet has to be certified to do that and the pilot has to have special training it's actually a special type rating we've talked before about every jet has its own license and that's called a type rating it's something you add right. on to your existing certificate so uh if you have a type rating that your single pilot Basically, it'll have a little S after it, like the Premier Jet, which is the one I have the most. There's probably only three guys on planet Earth, maybe two guys that have more time in that jet than I do, that Premier Jet, and that's a RA-390 type. But I have the RA-390S type rating, which allows me to fly it by myself. And I'll put a picture of that up on the screen so you guys can see it right now. But that jet is set up, from the factory to be able to be flown easily single pilot you know the gear lever is on the captain's side or the left side of the airplane most jets you know the gear lever is on the right side of the airplane the co-pilot or the first officer side of the airplane because that's that's that the co-pilot's job is to swing the gear typically so everything is built from the factory to be easy and and the technology you know the fuel systems the environmental systems um, hydraulics. Everything is made to be simple, and that goes into the certification process too. So it's not that big of a deal. Um, and there's probably there's a handful of jets out there uh, besides the premiere I also fly the uh, CJ model, single pilot. Um, but there's a whole slew, which is also a Cessna product like this Bravo. But there's uh several Cessna jets that are single pilot rated. Now it doesn't mean that you can just go out and do that. If you have the type rating, you also have to have that S type rating. Um, why would somebody want to do this? Well, it saves, what's the answer to nine out of 10 questions money. Money. It saves somebody money when you can fly the jet by yourself, or maybe you're an owner operator as in the guy that owns the airplane also flies the airplane. Uh, or maybe you're, uh, as Mike calls them sometimes, the the nickel millionaires. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, somebody that has just enough money to afford a jet. But hey, let's keep them costs down.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: One pilot thing. That's only one hotel room when we're on the road. It's only one meal, one mouth to feed on the road. It's only one salary to pay. Um, yes. Yes. But
1: uh I had a I had an owner that was not in that category. He was very wealthy and uh, when something like this would come up, he would always say, "Mike, airplanes should have two pilots and two engines." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, there's a lot of people that feel that way and this this case right now in DC is going to be another, the insurance companies, the last few years oh, man. have really got on the single pilot jet operators. It's becoming more and more difficult. It used to be a few years ago, uh, every jet I flew, 95% of the trips I took were single pilot. I had a real nice right. niche going with my management company that um, you know I was able to bounce around the country and fly these guys' jets by myself. And the insurance companies love me because I had way more time than anybody else doing it. Um, I was still young enough and healthy enough. They didn't care, but they right. they started tightening down the, the you know, everything on, you know, now they look at, well, how much is the haul value of this airplane? Is this a brand new airplane? Nah, you can't do single pilot. We need you to have two pilots. Um, although the regulations, this is a clear... It, this is one of those things, and you're going to see this a lot in aviation as you go through your career, there's almost two different sets of rules on things. There's, there's the federal regulations, what the FAA says is allowed to be done, and then there's what you can actually do because the insurance yeah. company is tightening down the rules. So the FAA doesn't care about any of this. They know it's safe if the right guy's doing it or, you know, whatever. But the insurance companies don't want to take the risk. They've had some heavy heavy hits in their industry the last few years, and they don't want to mess with it. Um, So one of the things we were talking about could be an advantage to you guys And like I said, I've, like Mike said, I've, I've been doing this, uh, I started off and there's still jobs like this out there, uh, plenty of single pilot jobs. Some of your first jobs in the, in, you know, as you climb that career ladder in this industry could be something like, um, you know, there's a lot of mapping jobs. Those are all single pilot. There's still some single pilot freight jobs out there, flying caravans, or, you know, they've got some more exotic things out there now some of these little light twins um but I don't think single pilot Jets are going anywhere as the technology gets better and better we're seeing with like the Vision Jet as a matter of fact Airbus just certified one of the largest aircraft ever built to fly Freight over there in France or whatever and it it has the ability to be operated single pilot because that was one of the things the FAA was kicking around, and it's very possible, Mike, before we're dead someday, we're going to see airlines operated single pilot because of some of that technology that Vision Jet has, or possibly and the pilot shortage. You know, the pilot shortage. Well, yeah, that's what's driving it. You're driving it. But, you know. um, The other possibility was the technology besides the aircraft being able to land itself, you know, something like these drone guys, you know, the Air Force has... The
1: data link, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. The guy sitting on the ground that can take over if the guy in the actual aircraft has an issue, health issue, incapacitation, something like that. But I, uh, my premonition is that uh, we'll see this happening in the freight world first. As a matter of fact, the other thing we'll see in the freight world, we'll see autonomous freight aircraft Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know that will be coming very soon in in small things like drones delivering packages or you know these little bitty puddle jumpers moving boxes out to the middle of nowhere in the country from a hub but uh, the single pilot stuff will happen first in the freight industry and I I think it'll we'll see it before we we die in the airlines too but yeah yeah but right now, the, the, the here's the insurance company's concern. Though you know, you got guys that are especially owner operators. These are low experience guys, possibly not professionals, that uh, go through. They go to a, a flight safety or something, and they barely pass their their check ride to get their single pilot certification, and then they fly around for years by themselves. They're comfortable with the day to day landing, taking off, dealing with controllers or whatever. But that individual may not handle a situation well where you start having problems and like we mentioned a couple episodes ago when stuff starts breaking or falling apart in these airplanes it's not just one thing after the first thing breaks it usually eats apart tears apart the next piece and you got multiple issues you're dealing with and you're trying to decipher which one's the real issue and you know yada 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 you're running checklist maybe the autopilot's kicked off now you're hand flying this thing so the stuff that made this thing easily certified for single pilot no longer applies to your situation You're hand flying an airplane talking on a radio running checklist flipping switches trying to decipher what's going on maybe your ifr you can't even see out the windows Um, right things can become very complicated very quickly for someone who's not a professional with this single pilot stuff so what they're doing is just trying to cut it off it's becoming very difficult for a guy like me to to do the single pilot unless their insurance is like set at such a low liability limit that it's
1: you know but or they own the airplane with cash or something
0: right right yeah something silly like that right right what why is this important to you as somebody that's you know, trying to become a pilot as a career, just starting off, or maybe you're a flight instructor right now. Well, (laughs) these guys that opportunity, exactly. It's a huge opportunity. And I, I was, you know, before we hit the record button on this thing, I was talking to Mike, I was telling him like, I don't think we should dive into the nitty gritty, crazy details of this because it can get complicated. And, um, we don't want all the comments either because uh, we're going to end up skipping over stuff. But in the program, we go into great detail on this. There's actually like three different videos in the program of of how to take advantage of this. But what's happening since the insurance companies are clamping down on this, the guy that's been flying his King Air around by himself for years or his CJ3 around for years, and the insurance companies saying, no, 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 we can't do it this year. We're done. We're done with single pilot. You need to find a co-pilot to fly with you so he's going to be looking for the guy who's the flight instructor right now to come out and sit right seat with him in these airplanes right it can be a huge opportunity for you and uh yeah because you, you don't need a- the details of how to make that work for you um yeah it's huge, right because you don't need
1: the formal former flight safety training right so if the if no. the single pilot jet and the other guys typed
0: there are ways to do this without having to go to the $20,000 school yes very simply and easily
1: so, right, right. So, you know, the airplane I fly a Challenger is certified with two pilots. So I can't just take a flight instructor and put him in the right seat. You know, he has to have all this formal training. But well, if you're Well, pilot-
0: actually, legally you can, but I bet your insurance company, well, right, there, would never there's do a that. couple of hoops you got to jump through.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah training, You
0: can, I bet your insurance company is going to tell you no, because that's too expensive of a machine.
1: Right, but if you're in a single pilot jet and you're trained and insured to fly by yourself, then mm-hmm. you can put anyone in the right seat. It could even be a passenger. Right, uh, that's correct. And, right, uh, right, 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 you can't. Care. Care, yeah.
0: yeah, the insurance company isn't going to want a passenger up there, but uh right, right. Yes. Um and that You know what? Just to knock this out right now because I already I can already read the comments in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Just because you have an s type rating on your cj model or whatever doesn't mean that that's the only way you can fly it that air you can also get a type rating in that airplane that doesn't have the s or isn't you know the single pilot type rating which means you would always have to have a co-pilot it's not a you know a uh, one way or another it's an either or in, in right right but it, it, comes, it greatly it helps in, yeah, it, it, if you want to
1: put a flight instructor in the right seat, it greatly helps. Uh, if you have the S right on uh, on your yes, type,
0: right, right. Yeah, great, it, it helps the flight it, instructor,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, those guys it helps more the and other guy,
0: too, because he didn't have to pay for you know any kind of yeah. training or anything like yeah. that.
1: Yeah, no, I did this uh 25 years ago in the beginning of my career. I was friends with a King Air operator, and they, um, for whatever reason, the company. Especially with certain pastors, did not want one pilot up there for obvious reasons. So, Um, they would pay me at the time, this is 25 years ago, $100 a day. I'm like, oh man, this is great. And then we would go on these great trips um, and, you know, I would just work the radios or whatever. And uh, uh, it was a tremendous experience because I hadn't flown, uh, I'd only flown, you know, small props at that point. So I got to fly up 20,000 plus feet and learn all of that stuff and, and you know, and make some money. And then um, the passengers felt safer because if something happens to that captain, of course i would have uh the ability to land the airplane and safely get it back you know oh, yeah. i've um, heard so-
0: passengers say before sean i want to see two heads in that cockpit and one of them better have a little bit of gray hair on them <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's
1: true yeah i mean you definitely hear that a lot so Um, you know, more and more there's going to be opportunities for new pilots to make friends with these operators around your airport, local airport that have these single pilot airplanes via jets or turboprops, um, and then get a chance to ride along and learn and develop their skills and network. And uh, uh, it's just, uh, for me, it was tremendous. I mean, getting in the IFR system, actually flying passengers, there were professionals meeting them, um, seeing new places, it was just a wonderful thing. So, you know, that's the whole point that we want to get across. This is a awful, awful accident, and we don't know many of the details, um, but, it, you know, um, it, it probably is going to have some effect on uh, an already area of, of insurance that was already under scrutinization.
0: Oh, yeah. Out of the uh, the management company that I'm part of right now, we have 11 jets. Um, that are certified single pilot. And uh, the 14 pilots that work for me, about half of them have uh, S type ratings in those, but there's only three of them that the insurance companies will currently allow us to fly single pilot with our insurance liability limits. It used to be all of them. It it was just, that's just the way you worked. Um, Now there's only three of them that were allowed by the insurance company to fly single pilot i think there's a couple more actually if we don't have passengers on board if we don't have packs on board or it's a maintenance repo or something like that we're allowed to do it um so maybe there's five but i guarantee now that this accident's happened when we go to renew that policy we're going to be down to one or two airplanes that we can even do single pilot on yeah 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 there's there's no in the insurance company's mind we're not they're looking at it as we're not talking about experience level of the individual anymore we're talking about a health thing you know right who knows uh there's all kinds of health things going on right now we've seen the uh the the medical you know the whole pilot physical thing there's been some oh yeah there's been some changes there um that's a whole nother episode or something. Yes. you guys can look into yourself, but um, <laughs> right. there's definitely some stuff moving in that world and i I see them clamping down even harder on this single pilot jet stuff. right, totally, totally.
1: yeah. well, this is an interesting story. you know, the sonic boom is is pretty interesting. The fighters being scammed uh, scrambled and then you know uh, like a, like we brought up the Payne Stewart crash. Um, that was a, that Learjet actual, it was a Lear 35. I was actually on that assigned to that type of plane and flying it when that crash went on and it was a big deal. Um, right. and that was a, a little different where the pilots fudged a lot of their training. Um, it was kind of a shady operation and yeah, I, uh, yeah, I don't remember all the details, but the, um, uh, oxygen system, meaning the passenger oxygen was um was uh the bottles were in the nose and this is if the plane decompressed um the the pilots and the passengers would put masks on well um that system i mean this is an old design i mean the airplane was probably designed in the 70s um it leaked oxygen so you were constantly having to get these bottles refilled so what Pilots would do is when they were done flying, they would turn the bottles off in the nose. There was a door that popped up, you can reach in there and turn them off. Then you wouldn't have to refill them all the time. But this was a non standard procedure that wasn't really allowed, but people were doing it. And then, um, what ended up happening air
0: switch that really got them. I flew that, yeah, yeah, too. I remember the, the, um, as far as the crew, there was some question on this guy had just gotten typed or.
1: The type, the rating, the type the rating yeah
0: yeah but the the co-pilot sitting next to him uh female uh didn't have like any time in the airplane this was somebody they just threw in there and did yeah we were referencing just a little bit ago the three takeoffs and landings and mike i remember years ago when you and i were flying that lear it <laughs> was, was some goofball in training with us a flight safety and he was just I don't know the dude was just out in the weeds he didn't know what was going on and or or he'd showed up at an airport and tried to fly this thing with no type rating and you're like oh that's are you right thinking? you were class what airplane is going to kill you faster than one of these little leers <laughs> you, got, you had to have your crap together and there was no technology back then for those of you watching this that are used to flying around in your cessna that's all glass panel screens and moving maps and no 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 this was a fighter jet <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. I had forgotten yeah, had, we were in training together.
0: Yeah. yeah, it had a fighter jet wing on it. It was an Israeli fighter jet wing that Bill Lear stuck on this thing but there was no technology. It was two VORs and ADF and I would carry a hiking GPS. I bought at Walmart with me to make my job easier, but we had charts spread all over the airplane and whatever. <laughs> there was no moving maps or technology. No. It was a six no. pack and two VORs and an ADF. But so, but there was the huge thing on that Lear. I don't know. We've gone down a rabbit hole now, but <laughs> there was this big switch and we always used to joke, why didn't they make this switch like with a Big yellow circle around it and bright red paint. But it was this little switch down on the co-pilot's side that you had to flip on as you took off. Otherwise, the cabin would not pressurize.
1: Yeah.
0: And, and it was not labeled
1: pressurization. It was labeled no, cabin it air. it was
0: called cabin air.
1: Like air and, conditioning oh, yes. or something. Yeah.
0: It was the most dangerous, crazy design ever. But, I mean, that airplane came out in the 50s or 60s or whatever i always i mean back then people just i don't know they were uh, yeah it
1: was not it was a different world then yes it was but th- they speculate maybe they left that switch off so it depressed right. and then they didn't know the other pilots had turned the oxygen off in the nose so they went to put their masks on and then yeah. it didn't work you know I,
0: you know what man i don't even know if the oxygen uh, The i remember when that thing happened they had made three radio calls still climbing through like seventeen and nineteen thousand feet, three separate radio calls in the uh, to on the ATC tapes. You can hear in the background the cabin altitude alarm going off, and they just kept climbing like they never even like they didn't even know what that was or didn't give a crap. So yeah. that tells me that they had no wherewithal and no business being in that machine.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah so maybe uh you know we could do a follow-up uh episode once we find out more details on what actually um, happened in this this tragic accident but uh it sure uh got a lot of attention with that noise yesterday um, yeah. um you know uh in dc i mean that's the metro with millions and millions of people and they uh everybody heard it um um so you know that part's interesting it's it, yeah it's interesting how fast do you know anything sean about how quick they can get those fighters in the air aren't they plugged in and like ready to go and just like
0: so i don't know about that washington dc area but from being in the air force you know when we had when we had stuff going on especially when we deployed you got you got different things going on you know this hot reserve crew um guys will literally be standing at the airplane you know you gotta there's crews that are standing there at the airplane they got jets ready to go uh, it's pretty quick. These guys aren't being called at their house. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> they're they're standing there on the ramp typically, um, or like like you had mentioned, there they schedule maneuvers. Uh, you know, their training and maneuvers around this stuff, especially over there in that that zone, that area of the U.S. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll pop a map up on the screen uh, to show everybody what that looks. Show the like. airspace, yeah, yeah, that airspace. Oh, I
1: see. Crew. So they're, they're they They get twofold out of those training missions. They're yes. also already airborne. Plus they're doing training at right. the time. I see. I yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, patrol. They, so they gotta, to yeah. They got to
0: get so many hours a month. So they, yeah, the, the guys are leaving the ground with armament already on the aircraft or whatever. And
1: yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha.
0: No, it's pretty quick.
1: Great. <laughs> Great. Well, uh, I, I, yeah, I just wanted to, we were w- want to thank everybody again, like we do, for watching the channel and supporting the channel. It's great to get back. We've got lots of videos coming up. Uh, we've got some good things planned. Um, the momentum we get from you guys pounding the like button, like you did, or subscribing, if you don't subscribe, uh, really uh, helps us uh, get momentum on what we want to do. We've got big plans. We want to have some guest speakers on here. Um, yeah. We've got some great people in mind. Uh, from different parts of the industry that we want to bring on to to talk to you guys to help you guys, so we appreciate all your support. Um, if you're wanting to learn to fly, it's not very expensive. We have a specific course on how that nobody else has on how to you know start you into aviation and launch your career. It's called the Pro Pilot Playbook, so check that out and uh yeah we'll follow up on this story uh and and you know kind of really get to the bottom of what happened because it's been only 12 hours but uh we've got sean ritchie here who's the single pilot
0: master so. right well there's a lot of us out there uh of course like i said it's dwindling because of the insurance companies but gotcha gotcha anyway thanks for joining us folks so grateful thank you thanks we'll see you next week